Welcome to Woodworker and Wife. We're Dan and Bethany Myers. We've been married for almost six years and have three little girls. Are we marriage experts, parenting experts, life experts? Perfect in every way? Not even close. But we do happen to have a microphone and, more importantly, we want to share what God has done and is currently doing in our lives in order to encourage you. Each week we'll cover a topic related to faith, family, marriage, or business with the hope that our conversations will encourage you in your day-to-day life. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and lifted up after listening. Let's get started. Hi, people. Welcome to... Woodworker and wife. (laughs) Cameraman. Yes. And? Woodworker. Yeah. So I'm the woodworker. I'm the wife, obviously. Yep. Otherwise, Dan. And Bethany. Yep. So so nice of you guys to come in and... And watch. We are in the homeschool area. Yes, which home. should be pretty obvious based on our, you know, word board and word letters and, and numbers, whiteboard, yep. all that jazz. So, <clears throat> bookshelf. Yeah. Anyway, um, we've been on hiatus for a few months now. Mm-hmm. We finished up just before Christmas. We had plans to start again in January, and then we decided to hold off. To February. To February, hoping that we could get through taxes for the business and do some business type stuff. Yes. And then we just got busy with life and business, and now we're at home like most everyone else. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, wanted to come on and just give you guys an update, let you know where we've been, what we've been up to for the last few months. Um, kind of give you guys our take on the coronavirus and COVID. Um, or how that's affecting our lives. Yeah, how that's affecting our lives, both business and at home. Mm-hmm. And then um, wanted to focus a lot on marriage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of, I guess, foreshadowing, forewarning. Part of our discussion is we looked at, you know, what direction do we want our podcast to go on going forward. I think a big focus is going to be on the marriages and the the parenting or family component that goes with it but yes. marriage is the big component so yep. um you know in our first season last fall we talked a lot of topics on you know legacy and education mm-hmm. parenting yeah. marriage our story our story and now that we've gone through all that background we want to have the opportunity to um just kind of dive into a niche mm-hmm. um kind of a, a direction that we feel being called to definitely yeah um so why don't you start out here um some ideas on what we've been up to oh yeah yeah um so since we lasted our last podcast um not too many things have changed really overall uh i would say um goodness pre pre quarantine um we did a marriage panel at my um mops group Mm -hmm. which was really awesome to do um super encouraging as far as um different topics that um other marriages in our age group might be interested in um um, both our age group and younger there were i mean there are people there who have marriages who are surpassed ours but um, we were on the panel with my parents and then another couple that has been married for even longer than my parents by yeah. like 
10 years maybe 40 50 years yeah almost 50 years yeah so it was um a wide range of um, (coughs) marriages which was really cool to sit on that with and kind of glean um, wisdom from those couples who have been doing it um, for a lot longer than we have uh but i mean we're three months away from hitting year six Mm -hmm. which is awesome completing year six that is we're super excited um we're also three months away from Lucy's first birthday. Mm-hmm. Eleanor turns three on next week, a week from today. Yep. And then Jane will be five in August. Yeah. So, lots of big changes coming up. You'll be thirty-four. Thirty-four. <laughs> in two years removed from education, teaching. yeah, from teaching. From teaching. Yep. Which is awesome. Yeah. And really good for you. Um. And last week we thought, hey, we're home, might as well potty train. So we've been working on potty training Eleanor. It's been going, going, yeah, as potty (laughs) training tends to do. Uh, So yeah, those are kind of some of the highlights of life. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess in terms of business, the woodworker side of things, um, I was doing a lot of kitchen cabinet work with a local painting company doing their installs and dismantles Mm -hmm. and they decided to go a different route Um, at the start of the new year it was very sudden Um, but fortunately I had some projects lined up already at that point and I was I was able to shift and transition into being in my shop full-time rather than once or twice a week and trying to cram other work in so well and i would say god really blessed you in that too we were Mm -hmm. discussing um going away from working with that company anyway because that was what your desire was Mm -hmm. and i think that when that happened god was like here's that nudge you were looking for and then he brought in a whole bunch of business that you um pretty quickly yeah some some things i had in mind and um you know, things where I'd given an estimate back in the fall, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon after that, the start of January, uh, I got a text from one potential customer out of state looking to do work on their lake house in Michigan. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, we had some health issues come up, and we're ready to go. Where do we send the deposit? I was like, crud, i got to find that paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> i got to yeah. find all my design notes for that because it had been like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that one... Um, Got that started. Um, I have material for it. I haven't started building it just because I had a bunch of other projects with due dates sooner. Yep. And I was planning to get this one done for April. And now with COVID-19 and the virus and quarantine and stay-at-home orders and whatnot, all my suppliers are closed. And so I was <laughs> able to get material beforehand. But... I'm, I've already told them I'm not going to be able to do much work on it right now because of the order. Oh, yeah. Um, You're just, not essential. I'm not essential, which sucks because my shop's not at home. Yeah. So it's we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the last few months just made that transition to working full-time in the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing things where I was like, I'm open on Saturdays, come visit. And not a lot of people visited, like a handful did. But some. Yeah, but then once I started being full-time in the shop, I got my Google um, profile set up. Yep. That shows I'm there every day. So we're on Google. You can find us on Google Maps. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's 
Okay. In fact, the, the satellite car actually came by at one point. Oh, no way. And That's so fun. the street view shows, like, currently, my truck's not there, but the window but the, nice. is up. So, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so um, I've had a lot of people come in during regular business hours, either coming by like, oh, yeah, we saw your, your door and wanted to stop in or just customers coming in. Mm -hmm. It's really neat having that um, kind of, I want to say modality, that that presence, that presence during the work week. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have currently two projects for customers in the shop that are on hold. Like I said, suppliers are closed, and so I can't get anything anywhere to be sanded. I can't finish anything. Um, and so... Such is life right now. Such is life. Quarantine uh, life. Yep. So, yeah. but if you are interested in having work done, you can still let me know. He can draw some pictures and write up a quote. That's about <laughs> it. That's all I can do right now. So... Um, let's see what else here. Um, yeah, over the last few months, we've dreamed about our future. Yep. And what that looks like, and that's always evolving, always changing. It is. Yep. It's very much based on life right now mm -hmm. and moving forward. Um, we <coughs> did get involved in a local church, which mm -hmm. we're super excited about. We started attending there in November. Yep. And then, like late November, and then in January, they launched house churches um, to replace their small groups. Um, and um, we jumped right in. And mm -hmm. even jumped into the lead pastor's house church was we were like we're just gonna be brave and yep. jumped right in, um, and so we did and it has been amazing. Um, yeah, good uh, relationships being built. Yeah, um, um, especially in the season with being having to stay at home. Mm -hmm. um, we've been meeting virtually on Zoom every week. Yep. and we do it. Emailing throughout the week, mm -hmm. meeting virtually every week, and. Um, there's even been like a kid time. So at like 6.30, we'll do a kid time, which has really touched my heart um, that they care so much. And then um, we do get all the kids to bed because we have like 10 small children <laughs> in our house church. I yeah. counted up the other day. There's 10 of them. Small, like five and under. Five and under. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, we meet again at nine as the adults. And so it's been good to connect with people outside of our house. Um, I've been in quarantine now for over three weeks. Um, I have um, been out of the house once in three weeks besides like walking the neighborhood and whatnot. Um, so, and not really anywhere public. I went to visit you at the shop. Yeah. The day they announced the stay-at-home order, she brought the girls out to ride their bikes. Yeah, because he works alone. So, Open shop. Yeah. Kids can ride their bikes dry, so um, it's fine. So we that's the only time we've been out of the house in three weeks, um, which is fine. I mean, we're lucky I'm an introvert, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going too crazy, um, and I understand the reasoning behind it. So um, you want to dive into that a little more? Is that okay? I'd say... Um, that first week was hard mm -hmm. for me personally. There was a lot of weight in that. I know that first night that school was canceled, I woke Dan up and I was like, Dan, they canceled school. And he was like, what? I was like, no, Shoot. they canceled school. That's yeah. such a big deal to cancel school. Like, I can't imagine. The nervous wreck that night and just so... I was really wound up. You were wound up, very yeah. anxious. Yeah. I went upstairs and 
because my dad, we lived with my parents, and so I ran upstairs. I'm like, Dad, guess what? And I talked to him for a while, and then I came back downstairs, and Dan was just like, calm down. You need to calm down. And I was well, like, she woke me but up you too. don't understand. Like, school is canceled. She woke me and up like, like this and like, what's wrong? Who died? School is canceled. And so anyway, um, we prayed, which greatly helped me, like, just mm-hmm. take a breather and just breathe, relax. But the gravity of the situation, I think I felt it so heavy in that moment. And um, throughout that first week, it was just really survival mode, like feed the kids change their diapers, you know, make dinner. That was, like, about all I did was, mm-hmm. you know, make sure everybody's surviving and living. Um, and into that second week, that kind of heaviness started to lift a little. And so, like, yeah, it's still kind of there, um, I would say, but that's definitely started to lift. And so regular habits um, are starting to come back into life. Like, I didn't homeschool. <coughs> we were already homeschooling before all this started, and I did not homeschool that first week because of how heavy um, just this situation is. Um, so definitely, like, we were already doing that. So to those of you who are adjusting to homeschool life, like, just know that that is, you know we were already doing it and everything has shifted as far as that goes. Um, so it's taken some time to get back into that rhythm. And so just give yourself a lot of grace in that situation because we were already there and it's still, well, we're still adjusting. Like you would travel once a week to co-op with friends of ours mm-hmm. and you don't do that now. And yep. doing a zoom call with it isn't really it's not the same. logical because the kids are just going to be all over the place. Yep. I mean, even when we do the Zoom call for house church, it's um, a lot of organizing. Or we did it yesterday for mm-hmm. a friend's birthday. The girls are Eleanor was just all over the place and couldn't sit still, and no. Jane didn't want to talk to anybody. And I had to tell her it's it's muted; they won't hear you. Mm-hmm. And that helped her, but then she's still not socializing. So yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's been an adjustment. Eleanor doesn't seem to care that we're home all the time. Um. Jane's been praying to go to Target. Just about every night. Praying to go to Target. Dear Jesus, help me to go to Target tomorrow so I can go through the toy section and press all the buttons. Amen. Not even to buy anything, just to look. Just just to experience. Just to get out of the house. She's starting to get a little um, desperate in that area. So... Um, and in that sense, we've been trying to build in some things to look forward to. Like we did family movie night last night. And so several, yeah, it was really good. Several days ago, I had Jane make invitations for family movie Mm -hmm. night tickets and then envelopes. And then she was the mailman or mailwoman. And she delivered those invitations to everyone in the house. Mm -hmm. And then last night, everybody had to bring their ticket to get into the movie. And we had snacks and we just relaxed and enjoyed watching the movie so snuggles um, snuggle lots of snuggles it is the full family your parents your sister it's all of us it is all of us so it's it's a full living room which is amazing um and so in that sense it's been good to come together as our big family unit um and enjoy that time um which is uh, i think oddly enough the gift in this situation is that gift of time Mm -hmm. um and taking advantage of that. Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's how, like, the, the quarantine, the stay-at-home order has affected the family mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think for business, like we mentioned, I'm considered a non-essential business. Though I think if you go over to Illinois mm -hmm. or Arizona, I am an essential business. So it's different based on the state that you're in. Yes. Um, and so part of me, I'm a little bit envious and jealous of my fellow woodworkers who are still pumping out content, showing pictures of their, their finished products mm -hmm. and their work they're doing, but their shops are at home. Out in the backyard or they're or in wherever. a state where they're considered essential within like the home construction and whatever and so they're able to go and and do it and so <clears throat> my shop is not at home it's 25 minutes away yeah. it's a blessing the the space that i have in the environment where i'm in um, but it's just the first week um, from going from working and finishing up a, a new table build that i designed mm -hmm. And then I was getting it ready to go on the website to launch, and then everything gets shut down, and people start filing for unemployment. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm still going to launch this table because I got to make money somehow, mm -hmm. though I can't deliver it for any time soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, we're. It's been a major shift. It, it has been because that, that first week home, I really struggled with what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. What is my, my purpose? And like, who am I at home? I know I'm husband, I know I'm dad, but I find a lot of purpose and joy and satisfaction in the work that I do that God has called mm -hmm. me to do. And now the government's saying, well, you can't do that for about a month. Well, and you, you are a keep busy person. Yeah. You don't sit idle. So I think in that situation, and, and you're a out of the house person. Yeah. Like your day of rest Sunday, we go to church. Like you don't spend days at home. It's just not a part of how you do life. Um, it's not innately, you know, mm -hmm. that somewhat extrovert part of you is like, well, gotta I, get out, gotta get stuff done. Like, so last Monday it was announced that everyone would stay home. And then the next day on Tuesday, my father-in-law and I redid the basement stairs. Yes. Like took the old ones out, put new steps and, and treads and risers in. I had already purchased the materials for it. And so all of that was ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um I was like, oh, it's my first day off. I got to do something. I got to work. Yeah. Um, and two, like, keep in mind that, you know, we, we know of a lot of people that made the shift and are working from home remotely with Zoom conference calls or just doing whatever mm -hmm. they do virtually. I don't have that ability, again, because my shop's mm -hmm. not here. So I can do design. I can do estimates. That's about it. So that's where a big feeling of, of feeling lost and with no purpose because, well, I can't provide for my family now. So. Yeah. And I'd say through like this week, I'm feeling a bit better about it. Mm -hmm. um, it is what it is. You know, the government wants to send out stimuluses. Fine. We'll take it. Well, um, we'll need it. Yeah, we'll need it. For sure. Along <coughs> with a lot of other families out there. Yep. And then we know a lot of, of those two that got laid off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's temporary or not. I mean, I saw an article last week that one in three restaurants that have closed for the quarantine mm -hmm. aren't going to be able to open back up. Like, they just, they won't have the funds because they'll have to make their utility payments, their rent, and all of that. And so, they're just SOL. They're out of luck, and a lot of people are out of jobs. And um, I saw another number this morning that... Um, Though I think, I'm pretty sure we have a greater population, maybe it's based on percentage, but we have a greater number of people unemployed now than during the Great Depression. Mm, mm -hmm. 
granted, I think we have a lot more people now. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's like the percentage of workers in the workforce. I mean, I know it's like a 4% unemployment rate or something, which, whatever. I don't know. I'd have to look at those numbers again. But um, it's kind of like where my, where my head has been in my heart. Um, if I look at, you know, what do I want the business to be able to do long term? Mm-hmm. And what do I want us to do with it long term? There's been a sense of, well, I want to go from being a sole proprietor, single person LLC, to I want to be able to bring some employees on or some subcontractors, something, because I know that there's going to be people that need a job, and you know they may not make a lot with me now, but where I want to take the business long term and things I want to be able to accomplish, I want to be able to help provide for others in that way. Mm-hmm. Are we there yet? (laughs) But that is our goal. Yep. Um, So we shall see. Really quick, did you turn the volume up on the baby monitor? Nope. So can you do that really quick? There's parenting moment for you. Baby's taking a nap. Yeah. It was on silent. You know, might be hard to monitor the baby if (laughs) the monitor is on silent. Luckily, she's still asleep. Anyway... Um, yeah, we've got one kid in her room watching Bluey yeah. on a tablet, Yep. and then the older one is watching Onward in our bedroom. Yes, because we couldn't make up our minds together. No, nope, <laughs> they had to be separate. Yep, and then one's taking a nap, so TV for the win today, because yep. sometimes that's how life is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, so let's see, we're looking at her notes here. The rest on COVID-19, so yeah, unable to work right now um but like you said for you mm-hmm. like mentally a lot changed but physically not a whole lot has changed no other than you're not going to mops you're not going yeah to co-op you're not yeah. going to grocery shopping the shift um that has been most difficult for me is like yeah a lot of our days were already spent at the house doing normal everyday stuff so um we're getting back into those habits i'm struggling with not having um, not being poor into, not being fed from outside sources. Um, and because I'm home with the girls all day, I don't have time necessarily to listen to a podcast, watch a video. Um, you know, I'm busy making dinner, doing the laundry, teaching, whatever the case may be, changing a diaper, um, or just being interrupted 7,000 times doing whatever I'm trying to do. Um, and so it's been difficult mentally to deal with this new normal on top of like when do I take the time to do things um so that way I my spiritual self is being fed um and I'm spending time in the word and spending time praying um has been a little bit difficult as well and I think part of that too like Lucy's been teething so I've been up at random times of the night sometimes I I go to sleep in our bed and then in the middle of the night I have to switch over to the room or to her room in the bed in her room because she's just, she will not go back to sleep unless she, like, knows I'm right there. Which is fine. She's a baby. But it's frustrating. And mm. her bed is so not comfortable, the one in her room. There's a queen size in her room. And it's just really stiff. Um, but there's just times where that's just how it works. Um, that's a part of motherhood. <laughs> um, but it's exhausting. So, you know, it's just normal life and then Mm -hmm. throwing this in and 
So like some people, you know, like Dan, who was working, this is a huge drastic change to his day to day. This is not a huge drastic change to my day to day, my week overall. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just trying to find those times where I can, you know, be fed by the scripture and um, it's not been the easiest thing ever, but getting better, I would say overall. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah so what are we trying to do you know socially distancing or social distancing trying to minimize our trips in the public yes um you know trying to make sure we don't have a ton of necessary trips to the store Mm -hmm. or unnecessary trips to the store we hear one of our kids calling for mom (laughs) i don't know what she's saying to the side um you finish yep um so we've talked about like um, when this started, there was a big fear of the unknown, and um, we found it interesting, like our church and other churches, the big message that first Sunday where church was virtual online in live streaming was this fear versus faith mentality, um, and I think with where we're at on that, that we, um, I think we heard it like, it's okay to feel fear, but not let fear rule you. Um, so I have, um, you know, th- there's, you can be afraid, but you need to also have wisdom to make good, safe choices for your family, for you. And so doing that and relying on God will increase your faith, but you're still allowed to experience the feels. Um, you know, we can still feel, we can experience concern. Um, but I guess the question there is, is our fear keeping us from drawing into the presence of God and let's see here. I'm going to reword this. This was, I think, Mark, Pastor Mark Driscoll, um, now from Trinity Church in Arizona. Um, so we watched uh, EXO Conference and, and Marriage Today did a, a live global stream Thursday I think night. We shared a link for that too. Yep, we shared on a link page, on our so page. If you're interested. And they're interviewing Mark and Grace Driscoll, and he was talking about this the idea of like fear versus faith from their own experience. And he, and he asked, um, is our fear keeping us from drawing into the presence of God and presenting our feelings and insecurities to God? So it's okay to be afraid mm-hmm. and to experience that. But the moment that you allow that fear to rule over you and that brings Satan into to the mix where he can grab a stronghold, mm-hmm. that is that preventing you from drawing closer to God? Or is that fear then prompting a, you know, God, I need you mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on. Help me through this, God. Yeah. Um, and so I think for us, um, I wouldn't say that it, it got a, a grip or stronghold on us. It was just this, wow, this is unknown. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion of, you know, facing uh, times of uncertainty and the unknown. And I thought, we've already been through this. Like, with job loss and going full-time yeah, and selling yeah. our house and moving and what was going to happen. And kind of like, well, we've already been in the unknown. At this point, we have a roof over our head. Mm-hmm. We have customers that are understanding. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's going to be okay. As long as we make good, smart, wise choices and decisions to socially distance ourselves from people mm-hmm. and not put ourselves in a position to uh, become sick with the coronavirus because 
there are eight of us living in this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> well, there's eight of us and multiple high-risk people, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. And I know I've, I've, I'm watching the live feed on Beth's phone here as we do this just to see if comments pop up. And I know I'm coughing. For what it's <laughs> worth, like three, four weeks ago now, We've I helped a friend cold. do drywall. And um, we carpooled, and I thought the house was going to have heat, so I didn't bring my hat or gloves. And it was a cold day. Lo and behold, the heat wasn't on, and the house wasn't fully insulated. And so... I worked in the cold all day, was mm -hmm. miserable when I got home. Mm -hmm. By the weekend, I lost my voice, and I was tired. But that was it. Like, no fever, no sniffles. Well, no, I just lost my <clears> voice. And we've had a cold around our house for a long time, Both, especially my mom and I. Yeah. Um, mine seemingly has developed into a um, sinus Sin infection, basically, um, which is starting to dissipate. But, so we've... <laughs> we've been dealing with that around here which yep. is you know lots of fun to deal with um but not terrible totally yep. not terrible yep anyway so um we want to move on uh, and ask you know what are we doing so this is where we shift in the marriage part of this yeah um what are we doing to strengthen and invest in our marriage during a global pandemic quarantine as frightening as mm -hmm. that sounds yeah what are we doing because yeah. um we read, um, so I'm trying to think here, read something that, um, what was it, like 40, I have, to, I have to look at the numbers again, I think it was like 48% of people surveyed in Michigan said that their relationship was now experiencing a strain because they're working remotely from home. Yeah. Compared to like a forty six a forty six percent national average. Mm -hmm. Granted, that was three thousand people surveyed on some website I've never heard of. But still, but still, but I being mean, in close quarters with people, if you are, um, and I'm, I might even reference our book there, if you're joy bonded, is going to be a much better experience than if you're fear bonded together. Mm. Um, and so, um, and in that sense you know, this, this time where you're stuck together is going to either expose, it's going to expose that bond. And it's <coughs> going to expose any weakness you may have in your marriage because you just are spending so much time yep. together. Um, and so in that sense, um, we wanted to be purposeful with, um, our time. And we had read, heard about this book a while ago. Um, it's called the four habits of a joyful marriage. Um, and it's based on brain science. It's based on, um, you know, it's, it's very much based on that, uh, brain science and studies and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it also brings in, um, some like relational stuff from like praying and stuff, but that's not its heavy focus. It's heavy focus so far has really been the brain science and what things are going to help your marriage um, be joy-filled and to also shift from maybe a fear-based um, bond to a joy-filled mm -hmm. bond. Um, and so uh, with that, I think we've made it through, I've made it through the first couple of chapters. We've done several of the exercises, the exercises. for the first habit. Yeah, so the, the under title is How 15 Minutes a Day Will Help You Stay in Love. Um, and so each exercise is 15 minutes. Um, they range, uh, 
in variety. So the first chapter is about play mm -hmm. um, and just, what's the title of that one? Of the, the chapter or the first exercise? First habit. <clears throat> playing together. Yeah, just playing together. Um, and that's, you know, that includes a variety of things. It's not just an intimacy thing. It's also playing games and just enjoying each other's company. It's all a part of that. Um, and I would say... It says, uh, so... Um, so they've... Ending the day happy to be together is a huge part of building a social routine of playing together. This starts by establishing two rules for the end of the day. Number one, we stop talking about problems and tasks 30 minutes before we go to bed. Rule number two, we will play together and share appreciation before we turn off the lights. It is amazing how much difference it can make to follow these two simple rules. Far too many couples go to bed talking about problems and planning for tasks, then wonder why they sleep so poorly and live with so much stress in their marriage. Friendship is the foundation of a great marriage. One of the keys to a great friendship is playing together and having fun. When we stop having fun in our marriage, a lot of other problems start to look bigger. However, playing together can keep our joy high and our friendship strong. Yeah. So the, yeah, the first habit is playing together. Mm -hmm. um, think about this. If you are going swimming, are you the kind of person who cautiously, cautiously steps into the pool by slowly dipping your toes into the water? then placing your feet, ankles, and body into the pool? Or are you someone who simply runs to the edge and fearlessly leaps with a big cannonball splash? I think generally I first put my toe in. <laughs> like, like lot, realistically, I put mm -hmm. my toe in. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cold. But then I'm like, you know, I got to just jump right in and feel all the feels at once, mm -hmm. get it over with, and then I jump in and I'm fine. Um, regardless of your preference, the following exercises will work for any personality, whether your approach to life is bold or more cautious. So have fun and get connected. However, don't force it. If one of you needs to stop or rest, please honor the request. The play stays fun when we are tender toward weaknesses and we respect limitations. Yeah, so I would just say, like... This book was not extremely expensive. No. It was like seven fifty. Yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. Because you can't go to the store right now, so no. <laughs> Yeah, so you could probably get it on Amazon. Yeah. Um you might be able to get it on Christian books. Probably. I would think so. Definitely though we got it on Amazon. Yep. Um, yeah, so like the the first exercise we did a date night the other night we took a walk we took a walk around the neighborhood, the neighborhood. went down, down to the lake, lake yeah came back um and then we sat in our minivan yep while it started to rain yeah which actually sounded really nice i like listening to the rain um and this exercise was practicing eye smiles and so it was just looking at each other yeah and just staring longingly into your lover's eyes mm -hmm. and not really talking nope not just talking during that, just smiling with your eyes and yeah. just so just looking at them, I like I couldn't force my face to be angry. Not that I would want to. Yeah. But I just looked in, in Beth's eyes and just I could just feel my cheeks starting to come up in a smile. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was refreshing. It was good, it was nice just to get that chance. Um, you know, if if 
you go to get this book and order it and you go to do that one say you're at home with your kids and you don't have like we have her parents that were yeah okay we'll you know we'll stay up and attentive mm-hmm. um, you may not have that chance but you can do it before the kids get up in the morning or after they go to bed um, or even put on a show for them oh, if yeah. it means investing 15 minutes into your marriage for sure for yeah. sure um and there is a couple other activities a lot of um the next one is definitely discussing like appreciation for things that your spouse does for you Mm -hmm. um and then there is also one that is uh what do they call it relational intimacy yeah um and so it just that means having fun (laughs) yes it does um and so it just delves into all of those areas um, and really make sure that uh, you're bringing joy into those things. Um, near the beginning of the book, it dis- it discusses how uh, uh, the bond um, of a joy-filled marriage and how that uh, is important. Um, well, I've lost my train of thought. But how that's important and how that plays into um, how long your relationship may last and... Um, how much you'll enjoy that as well, I would say. Hmm. Um, and it also put that six-year mark as a big deal um, as far as marriages that make it past that six-year mark and how important it is to make it there um, in that joy-filled marriage. Um, but it's not too late to change that. If that's not something mm-hmm. that's going on in your marriage right now, then you can make that change as long as you and your spouse are willing so anyway, yeah. highly encourage you. Yep. Pick up the book. So here's a question for you, the viewer or the listener, because we are recording this, the audio too, and we're going to put it out as a podcast. At uh, some point. At some point. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, but is this quarantine forcing you and your spouse closer to each other and God, or is it driving a wedge between you and or you and God? Mm-hmm. And if there's something, like, as you think about that question, is it bringing you closer together? Is it driving a wedge? If there is something that we can be praying about for you specifically, mm-hmm. send us um, send us a message. We would love to be praying for you personally. Um, we have the time right now. We do have the time. Uh, and so definitely please do that. Uh, oh. If there's any other questions that you have or anything along those lines, definitely send them our way. We would love to um, answer those for you. Yep. Or find someone else who can answer them for you. Because if we can't answer them, we'll find somebody else who can. Uh, or a book. Or the Bible. Or whatever the case may be. Um, so we can work on that as well. Yep. So uh, as we wrap up here, speaking of marriages, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are feeling called and prompted to focus our content more on striving for healthy, godly, joy-filled marriages and other things that may impact your marriage so that's really like the family life or parenting mm-hmm. things like that that come in because if you're doing it together yes it's going to affect your marriage correct um and so we're thinking we'd like to come on facebook live um like maybe once a week in place of our podcast recording um or you know we'll just record it yeah do both. when we do it but um we've been wanting to do a video format for quite a while and so we just took the jump doing it here. Um, so going forward, 
if you have an idea on some topics that we can discuss as they relate to marital and family relationships, we'd love to hear them. Yes. We're going to be coming up with our own as well. Mm -hmm. um, and probably next time we'll be looking at the second habit. Yeah, maybe bring it up. Yep. Um, Along with other things. Yeah. So, you got anything else? Nope. No? Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks We're for done. tuning in. Yeah. Take it's, care, guys. It's good timing. The baby woke up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>